We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Hello everyone, welcome along to the Fantasy Football Beat, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie and Draft. My name's Colin Kelly, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Each week on the Fantasy Beat, I'm joined by an NFL beat reporter to break down one of the biggest games of the week. On today's show, I'm delighted to say my guest is Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Cassette. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan, so this one's going to have a little added interest for me. We'll be talking about the Green Bay Packers trip to face the Dallas Cowboys in week 5 and looking at the key players and key matchups that we expect to decide the game. Obviously, the Packers have a lot of injuries going into this one. We'll be talking about that, Ty Montgomery, what to do with the running back situation if Montgomery doesn't play. We'll also be talking about both offenses and defenses, how they match up while they face each other. Can the Packers stop that Dallas Cowboys run offense? Can the Cowboys stop Aaron Rodgers and his passing attack in this one? So lots and lots to talk about and we'll be doing that in a little moment. After I talk with Ryan, I'll take a few moments to recap what we discussed and use some of the Rotoviz apps. And uh, via Twitter, I got a suggestion to use uh, the GLSP or the Gillespie apps from Rotoviz this week to uh, look into it. Look at what the apps are saying and give my opinion on what I think, whether it's a high, uh, high likelihood or a low likelihood of this happening. So lots and lots of good info coming up on that uh, shortly after I talk with Ryan. But 
And this past week after the last show, which we previewed the Titans and the Texans, I got a suggestion in to uh, use some of the GLSP apps on Rotoviz to uh, break down this game from a fantasy football perspective. So for those of you who don't already know, Rotoviz is a sports data and analytics site that publishes over 1,000 articles per year and has a suite of more than 20 proprietary apps. You can visit all the apps and get all the information on it by going to rotoviz.com. I mentioned a moment ago that I am a Green Bay Packers fan, so obviously this game has a little added interest for me. Uh, I'll be rooting on, obviously, the fantasy players that I have uh, on both lineups, but I'll also be rooting on for the Packers to go to 4-1 and one on this season. Another way I'll be rooting them on is by putting a little bit of a wager on with my bookie, and I mentioned at the top of the show, my bookie are sponsoring the podcast. They're also the sports book that I place all my wagers with uh, for the NFL season. I have done over the last couple of years, and I, I really trust them with my money, and that's something that's very, very key with any sports book. You can find them online at mybookie.ag. They have everything you need fast payouts, in game live betting, and an all new mobile site that is uh, pretty uh, pretty impressive. Runs very, very smoothly. Get those live bets in on, on the action. Live betting is one of my favorite parts of uh, sports betting on a weekly basis. And they have some fantastic rewarding player perks. And I've mentioned in the last few shows that if you sign up and uh, to them, make your first deposit, they will match that deposit with up to a 100% bonus. But not only that, for this, uh, next couple of weeks they're also adding an opportunity for you uh, you get that 100% sign up bonus but you'll also get a $25 chip to use at their casino uh, on the website as well so you're getting 25 extra dollars free of charge to go in there and uh, have some fun in the casino and I've spent my chip uh, I did get it up uh, <laughs> headed up around $100 but unfortunately for me uh, I stayed a little bit too long and it's all gone but it, uh, it was a lot of fun there's lots of great uh, games there to play in the casino so do check that out and uh, Use the promo code ROTOBEAT while signing up and uh, that gives you that 100% bonus on your sign up for your first deposit as well as that $25 chip. So that promo code is ROTOBEAT and uh, this as well as the last week I've been mentioning in the last couple of weeks the sweet uh, ROTOVIS pullover, the athletic pullover competition we've been running for people who do sign up to my bookie using that promo code. Just email over to rotovizradio at gmail.com with that confirmation email from my bookie and you'll be entered in to a drawing that's coming up uh, in the next week or so. This is the final week prior to week five. I think up until that Sunday night football game kicks off is your uh, final opportunity to get involved. So make some uh, money week five, get that 100% bonus and get that $25 chip and then send that confirmation email over to rotovizradio at gmail.com. That awesome Rotoviz limited edition uh, merchandise uh, that you could win. They've been sent out, as I mentioned on the previous shows, to all the Rotoviz writers and uh, podcasters, and uh, I'm really looking forward. Mines, because I'm here in Ireland, takes just a little bit longer to get to me, and once it does arrive, I'll be adding it to my uh, kind of rotation of uh, everyday wear as uh, it looks absolutely awesome. For this game, the Cowboys are two point favourites heading in. The money line is minus 130 in their favour, it is plus 110 to the Packers. There's a 52 point over under. I'm leaning uh, for the Packers, obviously, uh, the head and the heart ruling on this one. I just think that there's a lot of opportunities for the Packers to exploit, which we'll be talking about, and it'll be interesting to see if Ryan does agree with what I uh, think is going to happen in this game. So let's get him on. Let's uh, start talking and previewing the game right now. Delighted to be joined now on the show by Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press Gazette. We're going to be talking about the Dallas Cowboys game this weekend with the Green Bay Packers and uh, obviously as a Packers fan this one's going to be one that I'm really looking forward to talking about but Ryan thanks for jumping aboard the show. Absolutely no problem. Uh, this week obviously the Packers are heading to Jerry World, the place where it has been pretty good to them over the last couple of years. They beat the Steelers in the Super Bowl there, won a surprise game with Matt Flynn and recently won last year in the playoffs and uh, 
Looking back, uh, firstly, to last week's game, though, as we look back to Thursday Night Football, for myself, the biggest takeaway in that one was the injuries to the roster, uh, Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery being the biggest of those. Looking back to that Thursday Night Football victory against the Bears, uh, what was the biggest takeaway for you from the game? Well, they found a way to win when it, it was clearly very difficult for any team to win under the circumstances they played with. I mean, they had their left guard starting at left tackle because David Bakhtiari missed his third straight game. Uh, much that, that's kind of been the story of the season. They, they're, they're three and one here, uh, and they've been able to prevent some some pretty dire injury circumstances, losing both starting tackles, uh, losing the best defensive player Mike Daniels, from sinking them early in the season. Uh, I think that there's a chance that two months from now they can look back at this this early this first month, and and, and it's really a, a strong foundation to build off of, not just because of three and one, but things could have been a whole lot worse. Um, I think the Bears game is a great example of that with Lane Taylor. He'd never played tackle in his life, uh, he said. For him to have to, on a whim, on a short week, a Thursday night game, come out and play left tackle against a very good Bears front, uh, he held up better than anyone could have imagined. Um, And Justin McCray played pretty well on the right right side, uh, especially considering that he's a guard, uh, and and he's played well at, at right tackle for uh, a couple games this season when Brian Blog has been unable to play. So uh, just finding a way to, to win football games when there's there, there's no excuses in the NFL, but if you're playing without your two tackles, you're pretty close to having a good one. So uh, they've been able to go 3-1 and one and, and not be sunk by those injuries. Yeah, and you know they, they obviously, as I mentioned, played in Thursday night football, so they got that kind of mini-bye week after it. But with all the injuries, and you kind of touched on them there, just a few of them, uh, they really did need those extra few days off. I'm going to go through the injury report now, and obviously this has been recorded Friday, so there's little updates to this. My final report that I have down here is from Thursday, but I've added in some notes, as I've seen you've been tweeting out over the last uh, over the last kind of 30 minutes to an hour with some additional news. Uh, Devontae Adams, obviously, in the concussion protocol, he got a absolutely violent hit uh, against the Bears, and at the time, in my opinion, there was no way that he would be back this soon, but there is a possibility that if he can make uh, the plane trip tomorrow that he will uh, if he clears the concussion protocol rather before that that he will be available David Bakhtiari that you mentioned a tackle has a hamstring issue he was a limited participant all week and then uh, Ahmad Brooks linebacker back limited all week Brian Balaga tackle ankle limited all week Mike Daniels defensive tackle somebody who has uh, had a really nice start the first two weeks of the season has had injury issues obviously to go without that his hip issue uh, limited as well and then Joe Thomas uh, did not participate all week and then Ty Montgomery obviously with the rib issue uh, limited again with all those guys there's a lot to go through but out of those uh, who do you expect to suit up on Sunday and who do you expect to be sitting this one out? Well it sort of seems like they're they're going to get their tackles back David Bakhtiari, Brian Balaga uh, and Mike Daniels made it clear today speaking in the locker room uh, that he is going to play uh, against the Cowboys it'll be his first time playing since very early week two when he left the field with a hip injury against the Falcons. Um, now, I would have I would have thought that David Boxer is going to play against the Bears, so they, they look like they're on the right trajectory. Both him and Brian Balaga have practiced this week, uh, but you never know, obviously, in, in, until the 90 minutes before kickoff when, when the inactive list comes out. Uh, but I would expect both of them to be on the field. Uh, I, I, I spoke with a source earlier this week that said he couldn't see Devontae Adams not playing, which would have seemed impossible when you saw that hit that he took from Danny Trevathan. You would have thought that if he was able to get back by the bye week uh, at the end of this month, that that, that would have been a, a mini miracle. Uh, for him to, to be on the field, you know, he still hasn't 
he still hasn't cleared concussion protocol, and, and he does have, and Mike McCarthy said, until the plane leaves for Dallas tomorrow to, to clear the, the protocol. Uh, but I, I, I would expect, you know, he, he practiced all through the week. I, I would, if I had to guess, yeah, it's just a guess, but if I had to guess, I would suspect that he probably is on the field, that he does clear protocol and that he is on the field against the Cowboys. So uh, that, that's obviously, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty miraculous. You wouldn't have thought that that was possible. Uh, now, as far as Ty Montgomery, He's he's going to be playing on ten days rest with broken ribs, multiple broken ribs in his, his left side. Uh, he has said he's been adamant that he plans to play. Uh, it, it really comes down to a pain threshold, and it's just hard for me. Even if he does play, it's hard for me to see him being all that effective. It's not you know Jordy Nelson as a receiver played with broken ribs uh, on on two weeks rest in the NFC Championship game in January, uh, but as a receiver you're on the outside of the field, you're not getting hit every play. Running back is unique to that. Even if even when you're not touching the football as a running back, you're probably blocking. So every play he's on the field, there's going to be some contact. Uh, it, it's going to be it's going to be one of those where it's going to be up to him. But uh, if he's not on the field Sunday, it wouldn't surprise me just because ten days with the broken ribs, it's not a lot of time to, to give those to, uh, rest and, and, and heal. If he is, I would think that they're not going to play him some ninety percent of the snaps like he has at the first. Uh, four, three games of the year. Yeah, and we'll get to the running backs uh, in a moment that uh, will take his place if he doesn't play. But you mentioned Jordy there. Obviously, it was the NFC Championship, so rather than a Week 5 game, and you obviously mentioned as well the difference in uh, the positional uh, impacts to the player as well. Uh, so looking then at the Cowboys injury report, not uh, not as deep as the Packers, but some key ones to note. Sean Lee, linebacker, did not participate this week with a hamstring injury. Uh, that would be a key miss for them. Stephen Pye, defensive tackle, uh, has missed out as well. And then uh, Tyron Smith and uh, Charles Tapper was put on the injured reserve for them this week at defensive end. So looking then uh, to the game, obviously we mentioned there Mike Daniels. You said that he is going to suit up this uh, weekend. Who is key in the run game? Uh, if you slow down this Dallas run game, I think the entire offense starts to struggle for them. We've kind of seen that over the last couple of weeks. If you can kind of try and slow down Zeke Elliott and the run game a little bit, they can have some issues. Uh, it's all based pretty much for them on dominating on the ground. But the Packers' defense has looked good many times this offseason, and we hear obviously about the, the Cowboys' O line being one of the best in the NFL. But so far, there's some issues. They've been moving uh, some pieces around on the offensive line. Just hasn't been what it was over the last couple of seasons. Do you still view them as one of the top end? or top offensive lines in the league and do you expect Clay Matthews and Mike Daniels and so on to be able to give them issues uh, this week early and often? I think the Cowboys still have one of the top offensive lines in the league. Now, I'm not sure that they are undisputed the top offensive line in the league like they were last year. They were the best offensive line in football by a significant margin. Maybe only Oakland Raiders are really in that class. Uh, they, they've got some moving parts there. Uh, Doug Free retired at right tackle. Ronald Leary, uh, son of the uh, Denver Broncos, uh, a nice four-year, $35 million deal. Uh, they replaced Ronald Leary with, uh, at left guard with Chaz Green, who is really a tackle uh, by, by, by trade. So um, he's playing a little bit out of position now. It's a lot easier, obviously, for tackles to play down inside as, as guards than it is the other way around. But still, uh, he, he's, he's better suited at tackle. Uh, Lyle Collins, who was the starting left guard before going on IR last year and, and having Ronald Leary replace him, has gone out to replace Doug Free at right tackle. So those are two moving parts. They still have their three all pros at left tackle, center, and right guard. But, uh, you know, both both of Chaz Green and, and, and Lyle Collins are good players, uh, but they're, they're not as consistent as the guys that they had in, in those spots before. So uh, I think there's a small hit there that the offensive line has taken in Dallas. 
Um, but it's not something where they, they've gone from, from best to, to worst or anything like that. It's still one of the best lines in the league, and it's going to be a, a real test for, for this Packers defensive front that has, has played well. You know, They played almost exclusively base defense in their 3-4 against the Chicago Bears. Uh, three defensive linemen on the field did very well against Jordan Howard, holding him to 53 yards uh, a week after uh, a week after he had gone for 140 in a win against the Steelers. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how those those two fronts match up. Yeah, and uh, we talked earlier a little bit about Ty Montgomery and if he'll suit up. So uh, let's just look at the idea if he he doesn't suit up, uh, you know, going into this one if he does sit out. Looking at it with uh, the running back options, Aaron Jones obviously there is somebody who I was expecting to have a heavy dose uh, of workload this week. Then Jamal Williams has been a full participant in practice. Uh, so uh, obviously the two of those I think are going to split uh, carries this week. What way do you see it uh, shaking out if Ty doesn't go? For me, with Montgomery as well, it feels a little bit like the Packers are just don't want the Cowboys to be able to just plan for him being out. It feels like one of those situations where they're just trying to play it along all week that he's going to play and then eventually sits out. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Um, you know, it, what's interesting is that it's come from Ty Montgomery, and and he's gone very bluntly and said that he's preparing to play. Uh, you don't always see that player kind of co-signing with, with what the team is saying. Um, but, again, because of the nature of the ribs, it, it would be a, a small surprise for me if, if he was on the field. Um, I think they found a little something with Aaron Jones, uh, their, their rookie running back, uh, went for 49 yards on 13 carries against the Bears. And of their rookie trio in the backfield, uh, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, Devontae Mays, I think Aaron Jones has, has shown that he's the best runner of the three uh, right now, at least. Um, Jamal Williams played ahead of Aaron Jones cause, primarily because he's a much better in pass pro. But they, they've got to get some, some production on the ground. So, uh, I think that Aaron Jones is going to get a, a, a good crack at, at carries this week. Um, that, not to say he's going to go out there and have 20 to 25, but I think you're going to see him have, have some role in the running game. Uh, and certainly if Ty Montgomery's not on the field, I would expect that role to be even greater. Uh, last week, the Cowboys lost uh, at home to the Rams 35-30, and uh, Jared Goff pretty much uh, tore through the, the Cowboys' defense. So obviously, this looks like it's going to be a good matchup for Aaron Rodgers. How do you expect... Uh, you know, this one to break down between the Cowboys' defense and uh, obviously Aaron Rodgers and his uh, passing options? Well, let's be honest about the Cowboys' defense. They, they had a lot of warts last year that were masked by a, a dominant ball control offense. And when you look at the Cowboys' offense in the quarter pole of the season, four games in, they're not top 10 in yards or points in the league. It's not been the dominant offense they had last year. And you've seen those warts on the defensive side reveal themselves. Um, you're absolutely right. Jared Goff uh, and the Rams posted 35 points uh, on on uh, inside Jerry World. They're not going against Jared Goff this week. Going against Aaron Rodgers is a totally different uh, uh, you know, challenge in, in and of itself. Uh, one of the things about what the Rams did that last week is the fact that they had seven field goals. So they moved the ball a lot. They didn't knock those, those drives into the end zone consistently. Uh, I would expect with Aaron Rodgers – a much greater likelihood that those drives into touchdowns. Yeah, I'd expect them to be a lot more efficient this week with Rodgers. And you mentioned seven field goals. Uh, you know, if you punch one or two of those and even uh, even one or two of them in for uh, touchdowns, you know, you're up nearly at 50 points. So I think the Cowboys should uh, move the ball, or the Packers rather, should move the ball 
very well this week. A player that on that offense I was expecting a key role for early in the season was uh, Martellus Bennett. He's had some inconsistent usage and then inconsistent with his hands and so on when it has come to have that opportunity. They did work him in quite a bit last week, some short passes, maybe to try and get his rapport with Rodgers going. What are your thoughts on uh, Marty B so far in Green Bay? I think it takes a while for tight ends to acclimate to offenses. Let's not forget that a year ago, Jared Cook did not come into this offense and light the world on fire. I mean, it took some time. In fact, he didn't do much through his first three weeks. He got hurt in, in, in week three against the Lions last year, missed six weeks. And it wasn't until he came back in November, late November in Washington, that he started. He had a 100-yard game in Washington his first game back, and then it's, it seemed like he really found a role in that offense. I think it takes some time, especially at that position. Um, I'm not surprised that, that Martellus ha- hasn't come in and, and, and had 100-yard games each week. Uh, I think by the end of the year, you're going to see much more clearly what his role is in this offense. You'll see more production, I think. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, one month into the season, the fact that he hasn't, he hasn't had big numbers, it's, it's not that surprising. Um, two months from now, if it's the same way, I, I would be surprised at that point. Yeah, and obviously I mentioned as well with the mini bye week uh, after Thursday night football. Do you think that's going to give, I think it definitely gives, we mentioned the injury report, uh, obviously it gives the Packers a little bit of a, an advantage traveling down to uh, Dallas this week? Yes, there's no doubt, well, especially with the injury situation. You know, having three off days, Saturday, uh, Sunday, and Monday, before getting back on the practice field, I think it certainly helps set up the week. And what I mean by that is that we've seen most of those key players uh, play and participate in practice much more than they had in the past. Um, so, it, you know, everyone always says from the preparation standpoint, uh, being able to sit down and watch your opponent, the Packers are able to watch that Rams game live, that helps, but just from an injury standpoint, I think more than anything is where it really has been beneficial. Yeah, and I would actually, I would, I would fear to think what uh, this uh, team injury report would be looking like uh, if they didn't have those extra few days. So thank goodness they played on Thursday rather than Sunday this past week. Uh, just before we get into the prediction uh, of the result, is there any other areas maybe that we haven't touched on that you expect to be key to deciding the game? Maybe the Packers' pass defense against you know Des Bryant, Jason Witten and co., or any other little bits or pieces that we may have missed out on? Yeah, it'll be interesting how Kevin King uh, goes, you know, does faring against Des Bryant. I expect he'll get most of the assignment to cover Des Bryant. Uh, he's gotten uh, a, a real welcome to the NFL going against Julio Jones and AJ Green already. <laughs> Gave up 100 yards to AJ Green against the Bengals, but uh, when you look at it, really, uh, a rookie corner going against AJ Green thinks to be a lot worse than I think the 111 yards that he caught on him. So. He, he's he's a confident guy and and he's he's fared well for himself uh, all things considered. It'll be interesting to see how how he does, uh, uh, especially on the road going against uh, Des Bryant. Yeah, tough start uh, to as a rookie, but uh, hopefully we'll see him be able to do some nice things against Des this weekend. Uh, so obviously, as we get into our prediction, I think it's it's always tough to ro- win on the road in the NFL. The Cowboys are coming off that home loss to the Rams. They really do need this one now, sitting at two and two. The Packers are three and one. However, at this moment in time, even with the injuries the Packers have to the roster, I still think. Uh, you know, they win more key matchups than this and uh, get the win on the road. Kind of, you touched on it when you said about the seven field goals for the Rams and they still managed to put up 35 points. I just think uh, there's no way Aaron Rodgers can't uh, put up a lot of points on this Cowboys team. So I see it uh, probably ending up a little bit closer with the Cowboys fighting back into it towards the end, but I, I think uh, the Packers win this one going away. Yeah, I've got them winning 31-27. Um, I, I think, you know, it's going to be a close game for sure. Uh, and a lot is going to ride on 
how that the Packers defense stops the run because that sets up everything for Dallas. If they run the football, then all of a sudden the staple of their pass game, the play action, uh, is is in the works. And and when when they're doing that, when they're clicking, also when there's it is still one of the most talented offenses in the league. Uh, but I think Aaron Rodgers against that defense, um, it's it's just going to be a lot of a, a, a lot of challenge that they, that they have stopping Rodgers. So I've got a close game. I think that at the end, Aaron Rodgers finds a way to make one more play, much like he did in January with that pass to Jared Cook, and they leave Dallas four one. Yeah, and uh, you know, going into this in uh, games past, you feared for the Cow- or the Packers defense, you know, f- facing a, a runner like Zeke Elliott. But the way this uh, defense is set up this year, and especially getting Mike Daniels back, I think that's going to be another key to this one. So, thanks a lot, Ryan, for jumping aboard the podcast. For the listeners, you can follow him on Twitter at by Ryan Wood, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. Hopefully, the Packers get the result they're looking for this weekend. All right, take care. That was Ryan Wood of the Green Bay Press-Gazette. A lot of interesting thoughts, and in a moment I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into those using those apps on rotaviz.com. The season is here. We are into week five, but uh, your season, you know, your fantasy season, depending on how it's going, you could be running away with it, or you might need that little bit of extra help to uh, help make that playoff push as the season progresses here. It is a fantastic sign to, time to sign up for a Rotoviz NFL pass. You can get it right now for 30% off. This discount is for listeners of the podcast only and is available through the NFL podcast homepage, rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. Your subscription gives you unlimited access to all our NFL content and tools, and best of all, it helps support the pod. Again, you can get that 30% discount for an NFL pass at rotaviz.com forward slash podcast. So I'm going to get into it now using, as I mentioned, the GLSP or the Gillespie apps, one of my favorite apps on the site. It was something that was tweeted to me uh, just uh, maybe two or three days ago, and I was thinking of what apps to dive into the game and look into it. So if you have a suggestion for next week's show as we look into week six, do hit me up on Twitter with uh, that suggestion. I'll try and fit that app in if it makes sense to do so in next week's episode. That is at Overtime Ireland on Twitter. A little bit of added news over the last week or so. Some of you may not know, some of you may know that I am the assistant executive producer to uh, Matt Freeman for all the stuff that we've got going on here at Rotoviz Radio, all the, the podcast channel. And over the last couple of weeks, something we've been working on is getting all the uh, feeds and all the uh, shows up on their individual feeds on iTunes. So over the last uh, week, taking a, maybe two weeks, we've uh, been adjusting that their schedule over. Now I'm pleased to say that all the shows are up on their individual feeds uh, on iTunes. And if you want to just get this here show each and every week, you can search obviously for Fantasy Football Beat or else you can search as well for Rotovis Fantasy Football Show. So you can do both of those and they'll come up and as well obviously make sure you're subscribed to the overall Rotovis radio feed. Just search Rotovis for that and uh, get involved with all the awesome podcasts we've got going on here on the channel. Obviously give us a nice little uh, five-star rating and a review. Mention the uh, Fantasy Beat podcast while you're at it. Uh, Much, much appreciated and uh, thank you again for all the the great support and feedback over the, the first four weeks of the show uh, as it's kind of debuted it's been uh, something that we had thought about doing over the, the last uh, couple of seasons but this is the first year we really got involved and uh, i'm delighted to be a part of it so uh, thank you once again for all that feedback let's jump into uh, the games where i talked about uh, using the glsp or the gillespie apps uh, on rotaviz.com so i've jumped onto those looking them up now here and i have up first i'm going to run through the dallas cowboys i have up first Dak prescott i think you know, Dak has been this season so far a low-end quarterback. One, he has benefited from uh, the great running back in Ezekiel Elliott to set up a play-action pass, but it just hasn't worked as well this season so far for Elliott. So uh, looking with Dak, the Packers' defense has been a top-10 defense 
this season against fantasy quarterbacks that's something that uh, you wouldn't uh, probably if you're not a Packers fan wouldn't expect to hear uh, you know you often associate the Packers with great offense and uh, lackluster defense but as I mentioned there a few times as we talked with Ryan uh, the run defense in particular has really stepped up and uh, they've been scheming quite well to cover up any other issues they have in that secondary so I think he'll still be a quarterback one but a low end quarterback one to a high end quarterback two this week if you have better options I would be starting I think if you're looking at what uh, you're doing and we're going to do this here based on four point passing touchdowns uh, looking at a low range of 15 and then the median here is coming up as a 19.3 high at 22.2 I think I would adjust those all a little bit I think the high end for Dak this week and I own Dak in a few leagues when I'm going to be sitting him and uh, he is at a high end of for me I would have him just in around the 20 range I'll be adjusting these all down by two so Dak for me this week isn't a player that I'm going to be starting a player that I think if you drafted him in that first round very early, probably in the first three picks, unless it was after the suspension uh, issues had uh, come out and been prevalent, um, if you drafted him earlier this offseason, uh, you would have drafted Zeke Elliott in those first three picks of uh, any draft if you were doing a best ball or if you were doing it uh, in maybe early uh, redraft leagues. I don't know why you'd be redrafting that early, but uh, if you were doing so, Ezekiel Elliott was a very, very high pick this year at that point in time. Even if you got him as late as the late second after that suspension news, he only has one game over 100 yards this season. He has gotten 20 plus carries in three of his four starts. So that is, he's getting the usage, uh, but the Packers have a lower points against rush defense than any team the Pack- the Cowboys have played yet so far. But you know, when you're going into it, Ezekiel Elliott, you are starting him. There's no options about that. Looking at his projected point totals this week, going to take these uh, at half ppr because that means then you can adjust them whether it is uh, standard or ppr you can adjust them slightly in between i'm giving you the middle option so looking at it the low is 12.8 the median is at 14.8 and then the high is 22.2 so the the low and the median very very similar and then the high jumping all the way up there to 22.2 you could see him getting in the end zone this week. I think he's going to get that usage again, and you know he's getting that bell cow role. He's catching a few passes as well, but I think it's going to take a huge, huge day. You know, are way, way by far his best day of the season to hit that twenty-two point two. So I have him in around that median. I think that's a fair margin to have him in around the the thirteen to fifteen point range. I have him slotted in for this week. Wide receiver wise, you're looking at Des Bryant and Cole Beasley uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. Hasn't been the way Cole would have liked it so far this season. He has not started well. He was a player that I was touting this offseason. He has just 11 catches in four games. So Beasley. Uh, turned those into just 86 yards and no touchdowns. So he is unstartable at this point in time. Des Bryant, on the other hand, had a big game last week against the Rams. After 11 catches for 115 yards through three games, he erupted with five for 98. So he's still only at the 98 yards and five catches, but it's still uh, he's starting to move in the right direction. And that report is getting a little bit nicer there with Dak. But I mentioned with Dak, I'm not projecting him to be all that high this week. Des will, in my opinion, get his this week, but I still think he's probably going to be finishing as a kind of wide receiver two in this contest. So it's one that, just looking at the projections again, at the half point PPR level, his low is 6.7, his median is 12.2, and his high is 14.3. I'd probably have that high touched a little bit higher if I was expecting him to get it, but I don't. I find he's going to be in around that median range, probably finishing in around 12 to 13 points for the week. There is that touchdown upside there as well for Des, but I think uh, the Cowboys, you know, there is always opportunity. I do expect this to, to be high scoring with the Packers uh, pushing ahead with uh, getting those opportunities against this defense. We'll be talking about that in a moment. But uh, Dez, for me, is uh, kind of a wide receiver too this week. But again, I think uh, you're probably not going to have a lot more better options on, on your fantasy roster this week, especially with the bye weeks. 
Tight end Jason Witten has 28 targets and uh, caught 19 of them so far this season for 116 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, if you have him, you start him. It's as simple as that. There's been a couple of games this season where he hasn't uh, got pretty much any targets or any catches. So it's been a few games there where it has been tough after starting it so far. But uh, another interesting stat about this Packers defense is that they've given up the fewest points to opposing tight ends this season in fantasy. But I expect Jason Witten to get his this week, looking at his projections in the half-point PPR. I think they're a little bit low this week on the GLSP projections. You have them uh, low is 2.4, median at 3.8, and the high is 5.7. For me, this week, Witten's floor is that high mark of 5.7. I would have him, probably for me, I have him down here in the range. When I'm projecting him on my teams that I'm starting him in, in around the 9 to 10 points for this game. And obviously with the tight end position, if you can get yourself a touchdown, uh, it's all good at the tight end position for that week. So uh, I'm starting Jason Witten. Uh, the GLSP app would be telling you maybe to proceed with a little bit of caution. Moving on to the Packers now, we're looking at Aaron Rodgers. We touched on it there. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to light things up this week. I think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns to go around with Rodgers and the way he's going to play. I expect him to be very, very efficient, move the chains efficiently. And I do think that, you know, I have him down here. 27 is my minimum points that I expect the Packers to score this week, probably penciled in for 35. So it's going to be an interesting one to see how the Cowboys can attempt to stop me as a top two quarterback heading into the week. The Cowboys are one of the bottom 10 teams in terms of giving up fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I think uh, we all seen what Jared Goff done last week. Rodgers should have another great game here. I don't think we need the GLSP apps to tell us that, but going to look at it. And uh, four point passing touchdowns, 20.4 is his low, 25.6 is his high. So I think there's a safe floor and the ceiling uh, it can be much, much higher than that 25.6 as well. As I mentioned, you know, he can, he can have a, a real, real big day in this one problem with the Packers this week is uh, at the running back position and the wide receiver position obviously Devontae Adams and Ty Montgomery uh, expected to you know be very late or game time decisions for this one I'm going to project this with uh, leaving the two of those out and expecting them to miss this week I think there's more chance of Adams playing and you know I mentioned earlier after that shock and hit last week I didn't think that he would be fit to play coming up here uh, just 10 days later so I'm going to go with uh, projecting Ty Montgomery to set out and then uh, basically Devontae Adams to play on a limited basis this week so uh, with that Aaron Jones I expect him to come in and get the workload but I mentioned earlier Jamal Williams will also be sprinkled in there as well so it's gonna be a split backfield I, I was hoping this week not hoping but I thought that there was a possibility that Jamal Williams would miss this game through injury but he has practiced fully over the last couple of days so he will be in there as well Aaron Jones would have been much much higher on my board this week if uh, that was the case so he uh, is somebody who you kind of, if you're really stuck, you own Ty Montgomery and Montgomery doesn't start, you slot him in. He's my preferred option off those two running backs. If you're playing half-point PPR, it is kind of a very low outlook for him. 2.5 points is the low, 4.4 the median, and 7.3 is the high. And if Montgomery sets out and he does get, you know, even half the workload, I expect him to hit that median but you know if you're starting this week and uh, the high option is 7.3 you're basically relying on him to get into the end zone on top of that to uh, be productive this week for you so it is a tough one with Aaron Jones uh, especially with Jamal Williams suiting up as well and with Ty Montgomery could possibly be sprinkled into the mix it's just something that you kind of have to stay away from this week to get a little bit of clarity on it Looking at the Packers tight end, you're obviously looking at Martellus Bennett. Bennett is the one getting the most targets out of him and Kendricks. I think, you know, I mentioned there, they're trying to get Bennett going. I think he will get going as the season goes along. He is uh, very, very startable. Same as I mentioned with Witten. If you have him, the way the tight end position is this season, you are starting him. Uh, obviously, the touchdown upside is there. The targets and opportunities are there. So I think eventually those are going to turn into points. Looking at the app, 
we're looking at it here the low for him in half point ppr is six the median is 8.7 and the high is 11.9 i think the median is a fair value there i think he's going to be somewhere between the median and the high but if he can get in that end zone uh, there's no doubt about it for me that he can project himself into the tight end one conversation at the end of this week's standings i think uh, you know you're looking at the high is 11.9 if he gets in the end zone i think you'll see him finish with around 13 points so that is something that i'm very bullish on this week martellus bennett is in a lot of my lineups as they head into dallas this weekend and he's somebody that in my daily fantasy lineups and uh, my draft lineups that i am uh, slotting in there trying to pick up and uh, get him into as many lineups as i can i mentioned draft there and obviously it's something that i've been enjoying over the last couple of weeks uh, download the app anytime just search draft in your app store play a game in minutes or play right in your computer from playdraft.com the mobile app is very handy but i've enjoyed playing it on the playdraft.com website over the last uh, couple of weeks as well handy when you're trying to do some podcast work or things like this here trying to set up your fantasy teams you can also just have that tab open in the background and drafts happen every couple of minutes so it's very very simple for a limited time only all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit but use my promo code RB Radio. No salary caps playing real life snake drafts. Just play with your friends or you can play with a, a large group of people. You can do it pretty much anyway. Any kind of league you want to start up from three players to four players all the way up to 12. You can just really do whatever you want. Set up those leagues and uh, have fun over the weekend. There's no trades, no waiver wire. Just one week game. Pretty much DFS and redraft mixed together for one week of fun. Draft starts from as little as $1. So get over there and make sure to get drafting and uh, that code again is rv radio when you put in your first deposit richard matthews was my pick last week as my star player for the draft uh, app but he uh, had a nice game but obviously marcus mariota got injured so that limited his options there we had the week before that richard matthews against the seahawks and then the week prior to that chris hogan against the saints so we've been on a nice little streak here with uh, my draft players over the last couple of weeks and this week uh, my player is Martellus Bennett as I mentioned there so moving on to the wide receiver position now for the Packers obviously I mentioned earlier with Devontae Adams and uh, his concussion issues we'll see if he does suit up for this one but at the moment I'm just going to put him in as that he's going to be limited for the game so I'm not going to have him down getting the uh, normal target share that he would on a weekly basis hopefully also the Packers will be getting Brian Balaga and David Bakhtiari back for this one that should help the offensive line as well Nelson has shown that he's pretty much matchup proof he's getting in the end zone on such a regular basis Cobb looks like uh, he's just going to be a nice piece in the quick passing game they're trying to get it to him nice and sharp see what he can do after the catch and then if Adams sits out uh, Geronimo Allison should step in for him and uh, we'll see what happens so it's pretty much a case of uh, it's very hard to, to play Adams this week I'm sitting him in any leagues that I own him Geronimo Allison and then obviously you have to wait to see what happens with Adams if you are stuck you need a spot start you can slot uh, Geronimo Allison in there looking at Jordy Nelson his projections half point PPR his low projections 8.9 his median is 10.9 and his high is 15.9 pretty much what uh, that means is you are starting him no matter what the situation you don't need me to tell you to start him against this uh, Cowboys secondary you're starting Jordy Nelson get him in your lineup the other player that I'm adding to my lineups this week is Randall Cobb he had a nice week for me last week you know he's somebody who probably even this offseason people uh, thought mightn't uh, get back to where he was but he's starting to look like he could be back to close to what his best was two or three seasons ago he's had a lot of injury issues so we'll see uh, as it goes forward here obviously injured his shoulder two weeks ago against the Falcons but it uh, looked very spry on Thursday night football against the Bears his uh, half point PPR standings on the GLSP app this week are his low is 3.6 median 7.7 and his high is 10.8 and I think uh, you're looking at a safe floor particularly you know with those passing opportunities 
opportunities uh, this week. He's going to get those targets, going to get those receptions, so that's going to boost that up too. And if he gets in the end zone, you are having a, a very nice day because I expect this Packers offense to put up a lot of points this week. So both those are uh, starts for me. I expect Jordy Nelson to finish as a wide receiver one, and I expect Randall Cobb to finish in that high wide receiver three uh, low end wide receiver two conversation at the end of the week standing so pretty much run through them all there using the glsp app on rotaviz.com hopefully that was a helpful little uh, bit of information that i was able to provide you with after talking with ryan wood trying to break it down a little bit more again that suggestion come in on twitter so if you have any apps you want to hear me break down the game with next week for week six send them my way at overtime ireland so that's going to do it for the week five edition of the fantasy football beat uh, thanks once again to ryan wood for jumping aboard the podcast you can follow him on twitter as i mentioned at by ryan wood and uh, you can also follow me on twitter it's at overtime ireland so until i'm back for week six with another edition of the fantasy football beat enjoy week five have a good one Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Football Beat, a road of his podcast. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Make sure you're subscribed. Contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at rotovizradio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz at a 30% discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.